service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre. Oh, get them all. 7.35, it is football Thursday ahead of the Elks game tonight in Winnipeg. We'll check in with Morley coming up in about 10 minutes time right now, though. Want to tell a story that goes back 60 years <laughs> uh, and um, something just showed back up to... Um, Jed Roberts' home, and of course, Jed Roberts, former linebacker, defensive end uh, with the Edmonton football team, won uh, the Great Cup in 1993. Jed's joining us this morning. Morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, Jed. Great to talk with you. Take us back in time a bit and tell us about what happened back in 1966. Well, it was actually... They were playing, the Ottawa Rough Riders were playing against the Montreal Alouettes in Montreal at the Autostad, I think it was. And um, during, I think sometime during the game, uh, a few teenagers snuck into the uh, visitor dressing room where the Ottawa Rough Riders had their jerseys and other assorted equipment presumably locked away. But uh, these kids somehow managed to find a way in there and they, they, procured a number of jerseys and other equipment items from the uh, Ottawa Football Club um, and that was pretty much it like nobody really ever gave it much of a, much of a thought I'm sure it was you know uh, a bit worrisome to the equipment staff and maybe even the people that run the team but you know it just sort of got lost in the midst of time and then uh, about uh, hang on a second because we yeah, need to make sure we have some clarity yeah. to it to our listeners uh, one yeah. of those jerseys belonged to a player by the name of Jay Roberts that was your dad yeah it was my dad he was in his uh, sec- third year with the football club uh, playing tight end um, uh then the jersey that was taken was actually the jersey that he had worn in his rookie year, 1964. Oh, cool. And they were actually wearing their away jerseys at that game. And it's not clear to me why the, the home jerseys were in the dressing room at that point in time. But the gentleman that uh, messaged me was actually the stepson of the person, one of the the individuals that actually was in the dressing room that took the jerseys. Uh, the guy wished to remain anonymous, and I uh, respect that wish but uh he said he felt uh kind of obligated to to make an effort to make sure that the jersey was you know returned to the rightful you know so Jed, so you, you got a message jed you got a message saying that we had this, someone had this jersey they wanted yeah. to get it back to you tell us yep. how you got the message which is an email was it a phone call and what went through your mind when when you heard this well it's actually um i because I'm pretty active on social media, I always check my junk folder and my Facebook messages. And this message just popped up out of nowhere. And it was a gentleman from Quebec. And he said exactly what you said, that, uh, you know, my, my stepfather and, and a couple of other people uh, in 1966 took some jerseys and one of them belonged to your father. Would you be interested in having this jersey? And I said, would I? I said, how much would you charge me? And he goes, are you kidding? It's free. <laughs> and uh, he said, just tell me what your address is and I'll send it out to you. And I thought he was pulling my leg. I didn't, I couldn't believe it. 
you know, it just came right out of the clear blue sky. So, yeah, sure enough, 10 days later, the jersey arrived in the mail, and it looked like it had just been worn yesterday. There was even still some grass stains on the shoulder. Oh, that's See, that's amazing when something gets stolen, but then somebody actually did care about it enough to take care of it and keep it in decent condition for some 57 years. That's That, to me, is amazing as well. Yeah, apparently he's got quite the jersey collection. Like my dad's jersey, obviously, isn't the only one that he has, and I can't speak to whether he actually paid for the jersey. Yeah, or all stolen or what? <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't going to look to look a gift horse, gift horse in the mouth. I just wanted to get that jersey back. So it's a, quite an amazing story. So I think he did everybody a favor by taking the jersey because if he hadn't, it wouldn't have survived. Uh, did Did you have much of your dad's um, football memorabilia, Jed? No, uh, my dad was, uh, my mom and dad split up when I was uh, quite young, about seven or eight years old. And uh, when my dad's second wife, um, they got into an argument. And when my dad moved out in Texas and my my his my stepmom took all of his football memorability they had memorabilia in a, in a trunk and left it out in the yard for six months and it was completely destroyed oh, so, no. oh so this yeah. was this this is even more meaningful to you i'm curious did you know this jersey even existed did you know the story of it being stolen or was that no. even on your radar that this was a thing no, not even. It's just totally, it was incredible. Serendipity, you know, so I, I, it was pretty cool. So um, t- tell us a little bit more about the jersey itself. You said it was, it still had grass stains on <laughs> it. And I mean, can you envision it, your dad in this jersey? Yeah, I, I actually, the thing that surprised me is my dad was 6'5", uh, but he was quite, uh, his his, sh- his shoulders were quite narrow, and he didn't lift weights like I did. So um, the jersey was smaller than I thought it would be. It was like a 48 long, I think. But uh, and when my my sons put it on, and then my their cousins, I took it out east on a family reunion there, and I had uh, my my nephews try it on. It actually fit all of them pretty good, and they're all the tallest one. I think is six one. Oh wow! And yeah. so yeah, so it was weird. So maybe it shrunk. You know, there's it's quite a bit of cotton. The numbers aren't cotton, but the jersey itself is, and I can't can't imagine wearing that in the Alberta heat. Like I would have been dying. <laughs> well, maybe that that tells you a little bit about the difference in athletes as well now as opposed to athletes in. It doesn't mean that they weren't amazing athletes in their time, but the 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 the, the training, the 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 work, the size, the speed, the power, all of that stuff is so much different 50, 60 years later than it was then. Yeah, you know, and I mean, even when I was playing, I think I had, uh, I played with John Mandrich. He used to smoke uh, cigarettes during halftime, so that's not something that happens anymore. I didn't think you were that old. Yeah, I am. So, Jed, what are you going to do with the jersey? Well, I was thinking about sending it to my dad's sister, but she told me not to. She said to keep it for my sons, and so, I mean, I offered to send it to her. Um, so I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a Dropbox and uh, hang it up. It's actually hanging up in my younger son's room right now. He has a bunch of my stuff up on the wall. So to have something of my dad's, that's uh, that's just, I mean, I can't tell you how pleased I am to have just, something that he actually physically wore in a game because I just that I just don't have any of that stuff. So oh, yeah. that was really cool. It's, it's a great story. It's a cool story. I love the way it all, it all turned out. Hey, I'm hoping that the elk season can turn out to be a better story. We've had a number of guests on, uh, alums. Uh, of the football team, what do you, as you see with them go through this 0-6 start, what what would be your uh, advice? What would be your suggestion to try and get out of this funk? You know, 
know, just uh, ignore the, the voices outside the dressing room. Just uh, keep plugging along. I've said all along, anybody that would be willing willing to listen, that things were going to get a lot worse before they got better. <laughs> I had no idea how prophetic those words would be, but I said that last year when uh, Jones took over, and I said it would probably be a two- or three-year process and um you know it seems like things are worse but he's got to he you have to remember they brought him in late and he didn't really have his people in and uh the interesting thing to me right now is what's going on at quarterback and um you know because cornelius wasn't the guy that he brought in but then he mm-hmm. kind of put his hung his hat on him so that's something i think that they're just going to have to work through um we're going to find out who the players are really quick um you know it's going to be a tough year uh i think that if people are willing to just kind of let the process unfold and it's going to be frustrating i'm as frustrated as anybody i've got an edmonton uh i've got an ee tattoo on my body so i mean nobody's more invested yeah. than i am Right. So, I mean, it's frustrating for me, too. But I think that if people are willing to just let the process unfold and, you know, they might be pleasantly surprised as the year, unfold, you know, because there are going to be some guys that will step up that we we don't know about yet. The free, the Labor Day thing, when we get the guys from the NFL, those those there's always at least two or three guys that come in every year that, you know, take take the league by storm and kind of hope. And that's what Chris Jones does really well. Is he he kind of gets out in the in the bushes and finds talent. So Good. I think that they've got a lot of work to do. That's for sure. Yeah. You're not owing six for no reason, right? So yeah. be patient, but uh, yeah. patient is uh, patience is uh, slim these days. Jed, great to talk with you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much for having me on. It's a wonderful story, and I'm just just so pleased to be able to tell it. Well, and it really must, you know, given all the you know the bad stories out there and all all of the crap that we hear on a regular basis. It's got to like uh, just kind of um, you know reignite your belief in humanity. Little feel. Yeah, there really are good people out there. Thanks, Jed. You're one of them too. Appreciate it. Good Thanks. chatting with you again, buddy. Thanks. Have a great day. Go go Edmonton. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. We'll take a pause here at 7:45. On the other side, we'll head to Winnipeg, where our Edmonton Elks are playing this evening. Your voice of the Edmonton Elks, right here on 6:30. Chad Moore. Morley Scott will join us next. Double E Football is on 6.30 Chan. The first E stands for Edmonton. Our team, our city. The green and gold tradition continues. Today, the Elks take on the Blue Bombers. The Furnace Family countdown to kickoff starts at 5. Kickoff at 6.30. Brought to you by your Alberta Ford dealers. Only on Elks Radio. 6.30 Chad. I don't want much. I just want internet that lets my kids stream while I'm on a video call. And I don't want to pay a lot. Explore LTE internet is at its lowest prices of the year. And I want lots of data, but I don't want to pay a lot. Explore LTE comes with truly unlimited data. And it's at its lowest prices of the year. And I want, wait, what? The lowest prices of the year? I want that. With hassle-free pro install and no term commitment, getting Explore internet has never been easier. From just $49.99 a month at xplore.ca. Conditions apply. This morning with Jalen Nye and Daryl McIntyre, supported by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. 
Our actual sp- person who does uh, play-by-play for the Elks is Morley Scott. He's in Winnipeg getting ready for tonight's game. Joining us on the phone, Morley, how's Winnipeg? Uh, it's it's good. Actually, it's a beautiful day here, so it looks like it's going to be a fantastic night for the football game. So looking forward to that. Uh, in Winnipeg right now, I'm staying at the uh, the Fairmont Hotel where the team stays. It's right down on uh, Portage in Maine in Winnipeg, if you know the area. Uh, many, many years ago, it used to be the Western Hotel, uh, but now it's now it's a Fairmont Hotel. Uh, and I got... Uh, the first time I stayed here was 1990 uh, when I was uh, when I was doing hockey, and I came for the the Oilers and Jets playoff series that year. And I stayed at this hotel, and I met a guy in the lobby who helped me with my bags that name, and his name tag said Teddy, and Teddy is still working here. Wow! Uh, I was talking to Teddy this morning a little bit, and he said it's been he he said I can't remember. It's been over 30 years. So 90, 1990 was like 30 years ago, right? Uh, and Teddy is still here, and it's funny because. I did hockey uh, for a while, and then I, I didn't, and I didn't come to this hotel for a while. And then when I came back uh, in 2010 for the first time with the Elks, Chetty's in the lobby, and you know what he said to me when I walked in? Hello, Mr. Morley, how are you? He calls me, <laughs> he, he calls me Mr. Morley all the time. And I, a couple of years ago, I put a picture up of me and him up on social media, and it was amazing how many people responded by saying, I know Teddy, I've stayed at that hotel, I've talked to Teddy. He's just a legend in this hotel, and it was, it was cool to see him. Uh, talked to him a little bit this morning, I uh, saw him last night as well. So it's, uh, it's kind of one of those neat stories that you get when, you, when you're on the road for a long time. And he's just, uh, I, I, to me, he's a legend in the hotel business because he's been around uh, for so long and remembers people's name and they remember his name that's pretty awesome that's that's incredible actually uh 750 here on this thursday morning uh what did you see at practice yesterday what are you hearing from the team well, I, I went to the Bombers practice yesterday, and uh, man, they're in a business-like mood. They're not used to losing. They're not used to losing the way they lost last week, blowing a, I don't know what it was, an 18-point lead with like three minutes to go in the fourth quarter and then losing in overtime to Ottawa. They're, especially the defense, they're very business-like. The defense, as they uh, went to their walkthrough yesterday, were wearing, uh, I would call them kind of bowling shirts, and uh, they had the Bombers logo on it, and they had their names on it, <laughs> and then they was a, then there was a little logo on it, and it said B2W, and that stands for, they said, back to work, um, and that's kind of their mindset. They're, uh, uh, it's tough to play Winnipeg at any time. It's really tough to play them when they're angry, and they're angry now because of what happened last week. They're in a battle for first place in the West. They're 4-2. and two. BC's 4-1 and one right now, so this is a very important game for them. They're going on the bye week next week, so they want to leave, you know, the most important game to have a good bye week is, the, is winning the last game you play, which is going to be tonight for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So they're they're in a very business-like mood. But if you look at the Bombers roster, and uh, you know I, I, we're in no position to talk about the Elks being the favorites or anything like that, but the Bombers are a team that has showed some cracks this year. They've been the best team in the in the CFL for the last five years. They've been the most consistent team. They 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 you know their coaching staff and their players consistency just is is all over the place there. But they're getting older. They're showing some cracks, and and they've shown this year that they can be beaten. And I think the Elks are kind of hanging on to that hope and thinking you know if they can put together a game uh, that that you know their best game and they haven't we haven't been close seen close to their best game of the season yet they got a chance against winnipeg so we'll see they've lost seven in a row against winnipeg they've lost six in a row this season they've lost 10 in a row overall my goodness they're due for a win so maybe just maybe just maybe just the odds are in their favor right <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty much hunger games time it's survival yeah. time for, for the <laughs> hey marty have a great call tonight uh, great chatting with you you got to check in tomorrow for uh, mixtape friday uh, 
Yeah, I think well. so. I'm, I'm just going to. I'm, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna pick because uh, I'm in Winnipeg. I think I'm gonna pick a, a Winnipeg artist because there's been so many great artists uh, that have come out of Winnipeg. So that's on my radar for tomorrow. So we'll okay. talk then. All right, sounds good. Thanks, Morley. See you guys. Have a great day, everybody. Yeah, you betcha. Oh boy. Kickoff is at six thirty tonight. The countdown to kickoff with Brendan Escott is at five. So five o'clock and six thirty for your coverage. Oh, a little bit of an earlier game tonight. Yay. A little bit. And watch a little bit more. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, we can or make not, it to, make it to the third know. quarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost guaranteed. <laughs>